This is a podcast from Rover. The Edge Breakfast with Nix and Megan Eli. All right, guys, got a special guest with us today. If you've got a friend in your life that you don't want to be friends with anymore, how do you break up with them? Dr. Hannah Coral joins us today. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is really exciting. You have a book out called From (laughs) Friendship to Friend Split, Mm. um, A Guide to Ditching Crappy Companions. This is one of the hardest things to do. I feel like it's much easier to break up with, which is hard anyway, to break up with a partner Mm. than to break up with a person who makes you feel bad whenever you are in their presence. If you're toxic, you walk away and go, do I feel good about that? But how do you get rid of a friend? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really tough because we've. I think we've given like friendship this, you know, whole path that yeah. you know, once a friend, always a friend, and it's very altruistic and noble that you just always keep your friends and that you're a good person who's kind to their friends no matter what they do to you. And I think there's a really common misconception with friendship that you know it's it's something that we just give and give and give and expect nothing back. And that's a really beautiful thing to do. That's very altruistic, which means that you're. You're, you're kind and you're doing something with, without expecting something in return. But what that does is it sets you up for a situation where you might get taken advantage of mm-hmm. and left to, make, uh, to feel really um, taken for granted and eventually very resentful. Mm, yeah. But we all like, everybody has, I assume, everybody has like shitty friends, right? And you just like, <laughs> I just have to deal with you at lunch and then we can move along. Like, yeah, we don't have to, you know? But then why do we call them our friends and why do we, if they make us feel bad, why do we stick around with them? Because it makes your group colorful. Yeah. <laughs> like, it Good makes. question, Megan. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great question, guys. I mean, why do you stay with somebody who treats you like crap? You know, do they make you feel happy? Do they make you feel supported? Do they act like a wet mop when you're around? Are they, you know, passive aggressive to you and say undermining crappy comments that make you feel bad? Mm. Are they the person who makes you wake up in the middle of the night and have those imaginary conversations to yourself where you go, oh, why didn't I stick up for myself? Why didn't I say that? Megan's just staring at me throughout this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But like the kind of person, yeah, the person that say you've got good news and they almost seem gutted when you tell them. Mm, yeah. Or yeah, they have to have news better than yours. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're talking about, guys, you know, um, Nixon and Eli, when you were just mentioning that before, I talk in the book about, like, what what is a good friendship and what makes a good friendship? And there's, there's really obvious stuff like trust, support, affection. But one of the other tenets is, is respect. And when you're with somebody who fundamentally does not respect you as a person, they fundamentally believe they are smarter than you, better than you, um, superior to you, um, more elite than you in some way, then that comes out really insidiously. Mm. So they might mm. be a trusting friend who you can tell your secrets. They might be there for you and turn up to events and come to the party and come to the chat. They might be really affectionate and cuddle you and post photos of you on Facebook together. Mm. They might tell people that you're best mates. But at the end of the day, they might undermine you know, the decisions you've made with your life or make really snide, passive-aggressive comments about the decisions you've made. Or as you said, Meg, Meg they're the person who hears your good news and you, you know and you sense that that, that person isn't actually happy for you. Mm-hmm. And that might be because fundamentally they don't respect you and they think True. they're better than you and there's a, there's a mismatch there. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what makes the friendship uncomfortable for you mm. and make you feel like you're, you're being bullied rather than having a friend yeah. so and what I, do you do because i in my mind i'm like if i wanted to cut someone out i would just i would ghost probably i would just not respond to any of the texts <laughs> and i would avoid them but there's got to be a better way than yeah. that right 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, so you could literally write a book about it. <laughs> That's what she's done. That's Good what segue. Done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, look, look. I wrote how to break up with friends because I, I, I've been through those awful times. I, I, I'm a neuroscientist, neuropsychologist. I know what it does to our body neurologically and and the impact it has to your body. It literally makes you, you know, you get flooded with adrenaline, cortisone, all of mm-hmm. these hormones and neurotransmitters that make you feel really, really bad and averse to ending the relationship and trying to just keep you to maintain the status quo so that you don't make your body feel bad, right? And and that's it's very similar to breaking up with a partner who you know is just not good for you. Your body sends out lots of hormones to try to stop you and keep homeostasis, keep you the same, because that's what your body's familiar with and what it knows to be safe, even though it's actually psychologically hurting you. So I think, you know, the first thing I usually say when people say, well, how do you actually do it? You know, know, don't do anything in the heat of the moment. It's really important. Do not do anything in the heat of the moment. So, you know, Eli, if you're sitting down having a bevy and and your mate, Jono has a crack at your girlfriend and <laughs> insults your outfit. Well, oh, there's a first problem there because he's gay. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems with Jono. As he's talking about my girlfriend, he's we're definitely not friends. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, if you're like seven cocktails down and he, you know, somebody makes a snide remark to you, that's probably not the time to mm. air all your dirty laundry and have mm. a conversation with your friend that if this is not right, working for me, that's not the time. The whole point with the book is is going through, you know behavioral analysis um investigating within yourself what's happened when did when did this occur mm. have i communicated when their behavior was inappropriate and have i given you them an opportunity to change it have i actually talked them through it before we get to the point where we go all right i'm going to break up with this friend and how can i then execute that breakup in a way that has the most integrity for me so if i'm walking down the street and i see that person again i can hold my head up high knowing that i behave with absolute integrity and then that's why in the book we have a lot of steps about how do you communicate this in a way that doesn't feel like you're detonating a confrontation bomb you're Mm -hmm. it's it's a kind respectful way to, to talk about your your feelings and your boundaries before you then go ahead and you know not ghost the person we don't want to be ghosting them i'm not an advocate for disappearing and you know smoke bomb poof you're gone Mm. it's more about either ending that relationship because it's not good for your mental health or readjusting those effort levels because the amount of time energy and money you're putting into that relationship mm. is not being reciprocated and it's only hurting you and making you feel resentful. Mm. Um, what do you say to the friendships that there normally is a power imbalance? If the person that is feeling like they are possibly uh, having anxiety or maybe even bullying tendencies with this other friend of theirs, but that friend is the one that's outgoing and saying, you're my best mate and I like you and we're best friends forever. And the other person is a little more reserved and uh, doesn't like confrontation. That's very hard for them, the non-confrontational friend, to suddenly tell this very confrontational person, hey, I want you to change your behavior. It feels like yeah. that's how it almost, that's why you've gotten yourself in that situation because it's hard to tell them what to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's such a reasonable comment. I like, totally understand. It can be very intimidating and very difficult to express when something's not right, especially when, you know, you're, t- you're dealing with a person who you just – 
you just know, you know, I know that when I say this to this person, they're going to crack it at me. Yeah. And they're the person who raises their voices. They're the person who, you know, gets really theatrical or might swear or becomes more intimidating when they're annoyed or perhaps have had a few drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, we talk a lot in the book about when when would we execute a breakup and where would we execute a breakup and, and how we might go about it. Um, and And for some people, it's important to understand that you don't have to do these things face-to-face. In some situations, there are people who make it really difficult for us to assert our boundaries face-to-face because they might cajole, they might be manipulative, they might yell and scream. We might not feel safe. We might, not, we might feel very intimidated. So I'm actually a big, this is the controversial one, guys. I, I am a big advocate for being able to express yourself in the written form. I think it's mm-hmm. totally okay, yeah. totally fine for you to be able to send a message to your friend via your phone to say, something is not right for me. I can't meet up with you today. I can't see you face to face and express that you're having trouble. Like, Hey, you know what? For my mental health, I can't, I can no longer put the time and energy into this relationship that I have in the past. Um, I'm not able to discuss this with you face to face. And I hope you understand. I've had to put my mental health first. And in the future, if I feel like I'm up to the, having that conversation face-to-face with you, I will let you know. Mm, I like that wow. kind of energy. Yeah. Dr. Hedel Coral, everybody, thank you so much. You can get her book, How to Break Up with Friends. Uh, that's amazing. Yes. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Great questions. Thanks so much. All good. Take care. Hey, guys. Producer Fipsy here. I'm just jumping in really quickly. As promised, we've got a chance for you to win a copy of one of Dr. Hannah's books. It's amazing. If you want to get in the draw for that, all you need to do is follow us and then DM us on our Edge Breakfast Instagram and just let me know the answer to this question. So when Dr. Hannah was going through her fake scenario, she was talking about a guy who could potentially hit on Eli's imaginary girlfriend. What was the name of that guy? We talked about it in the chat. It starts with a J. Message us the answer on our Edge Breakfast Instagram and we'll flick you a copy of that book. Thank you for listening. The Edge Breakfast with Nix and Megan Eli.